This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. How are you, Mr. Patterson? Oh, I'm doing well. I, I hope you are. I mean, this is, uh, this is it. Whatever you got left in the tank, if you're in my business, you pour it out. <laughs> because uh, because this, is, this is it. I, like, seriously, 12 games a year for a sport that we talk about 12 months a year. If you're holding anything back, then you're, <laughs> why are you even in the business? Uh, it's funny. Um, so we're, we're at this part. We've got five Power Five Conference Championship games. Uh, App is going to play in the Sun Belt mm-hmm. Conference Championship game. That's very cool. Um, it, it, it didn't look like that's where we were headed this year were with app. So good for them to kind of, uh, you know, for, for what their standards are for writing the ship, if you will, heck of a win at James Madison. I still feel bad for JMU that, uh, they're not allowed to go to a postseason. Not a lot, not allowed to go to a bowl game. We're not eligible. Oh, they, oh, they can go to a bowl game now. Yes, both James Madison and Jacksonville State are bowl eligible because there were not enough six and six teams to be able to fill the 82 spots in the bowl games for this postseason. So the NCAA uh, said it was okay? No, that's always been, yeah, you you are, you are go ahead of the five and seven teams, and we still are going to need one five and seven team to be able to get in to fill it out. I believe according to the APR score, Minnesota oh. gets the first right of refusal. So Row that'll be on DJ Fleck to decide <laughs> if he wants to be there. But hey, while we're in this, the Sun Belt has 12 bowl teams. There are 14 teams in the Sun yeah. Belt Conference. 12 of them are bowl eligible thanks to James Madison getting there. And this is what's fantastic. I've, I tell you, I really have been thinking about this too much. Wow. So Georgia Southern starts the year with a whole bunch of wins. Clay Helton. And what was Clay Helton? He always was a reputation. He was a nice guy. Right. So what Georgia Southern did in the back half of the schedule, which is give wins away to everyone. You go look <laughs> at Georgia Southern's schedule, and you will see that Georgia Southern is to thanks for is the, the reason why the Sun Belt has 12. Count them up. 12 oh, bowl teams. Man. 14 teams at the conference. 12 are going bowling. And a lot of that is because Georgia Southern was just handing out wins just to make sure the Sun Belt got as many bowl teams as possible. Hey, look, twelve uh, getting 12 teams eligible, that's awesome. It's a great league, though. We know it. Uh, just about everybody in that league, I mean, seriously values football. Um, right. So it's it's part of their, their culture and identity, and it's a fun league to watch uh, as well. All right, so Boo now, Bar- now we just need App State's run defense to step up. Because uh, that – Yeah, well, it, the whole year wasn't vintage for them. It was always a little bit – different right it's specifically just... against troy because vidal is going to be in the nfl one year oh, okay and i do think that troy is such a good defensive team that they're going to be able to do a little bit to neutralize aguilar in the offense and so then you go to the other side if app's going to be able to hang in this game and certainly you know the game is at troy and the betting right. line is at a touchdown app's got a shot but to me having a shot has to do with stopping the run if you see app be able to do that early then i, I like their chances to be frisky late i like it I like that. We uh, instant analysis on the App State. By the way, we're uh, uh, we're gonna fo- focus on that game tomorrow in the two o'clock hour. We we have uh, we have something planned for that. Chip Patterson from Cover Three Podcast, CBSSports.com, is with us. All right. So Boo Corrigan and the College Football Playoff Committee's final fake rankings came out yesterday, 
And not a surprise, Georgia, Michigan, um, Washington, and Florida State. I think that's the proper order based on uh, Georgia, Michigan being as dominant as they have looked, and Washington probably playing the better schedule of any anybody next, and then Florida State. Uh, is there a scenario, Chip Patterson, where Florida State wins over Louisville but doesn't stay in the top four? I don't think so. I think there are scenarios where there is a conference champion who might be sitting at number five and be furious at the idea that Florida State is ahead of them. I think there's a scenario where 12-1 and Texas might be sitting there at mm-hmm. number five, furious that Florida State, which has no wins as good as Alabama, right. beating Alabama in Bryant-Denny Stadium, uh, I think that that would be – so that is um, scenario two on the chart. Scenario two is Michigan over Iowa, Florida State over Louisville, Georgia over Alabama, Texas over Oklahoma State, Washington over Oregon. Scenario two, I think Florida State is number four. Texas is number five. I'll let you see this right there. I have oh gamed out gosh. every single scenario, and I've got another <laughs> card which lets me know what the final uh, group is going to be. Wait, this let, me, is let me explain what – Show it again. Just show okay. show me that again, because I because it's for the most part this is radio. Even though Chip is on video with me, uh, he has a a chart. This is better than any two point conversion chart, uh, yeah. or when to call your timeout before the two minute warning chart in the NFL. He's got a chart of every scenario, yeah, uh, where how teams will be ranked. So yeah, Flo- it's, Florida it's, State it's, wins, it's, nothing to worry about. This, that is what I believe. I believe that we will not see um, that we we will not see a thirteen and zero Florida State team be left out of the college football playoff. Um, you know they they don't have most deserving anywhere in their language, and that was right. one thing that they have discussed. But they do have conference championships. Mm-hmm. They do have win loss record. And if yeah. you are a thirteen and zero Power Conference champion, then I think. I think that that's where uh, that's where the Seminoles have to hang their hat. The thing that's like, so the reason why I sat down to do this is I was like, all right, if we assume that Michigan will beat Iowa, okay, twenty three and a half point favorites. We've watched Iowa all season. We've watched Michigan all season. We're down to only sixteen combinations, right? (laughs) Flip a coin, like so. Let's game out all sixteen combinations. Had to get my car inspected this week. So, yeah, I'm ready. All 16 scenarios, I can tell you what the final rankings are going to be. And look, this is what was really illuminating. All the chaos ones, because I also ranked them by cleanest scenarios to messiest scenarios. All the messy ones, it's real simple. If Alabama beats Georgia and Florida State beats Louisville. So just take those like, hey, could you imagine Alabama beating Georgia? Yeah, maybe. You know, it's Alabama, Georgia. Could you see Florida State beating Louisville? Yeah. I mean, do you trust Louisville in this spot? No. If those two things happen, hearts are being broken. Like, it is that simple. All it takes for chaos or the closest thing to chaos is the combination of Alabama beating Georgia at 4 p.m. Eastern time on CBS, streaming on Paramount Plus, and then (laughs) Florida State beating Louisville to claim the Seminoles' first ACC championship since 2014. If those two things happen, then there is going to be a one-loss conference champion left out or the two-time reigning champion Georgia Bulldogs at 12-1 and left out. That's all it takes for chaos. 
and and that's real that's real chaos. How will it how will that play out? Georgia loses to Alabama. Let's call it a classic. Let's say it's double overtime. It's 34-31 in double OT. How does that play out? I mean, that's where it gets really cuz there there are scenarios where Alabama and Georgia could both be left out. Like that oh, is you stop. I, I'm just, I'm just, just saying. Stop. If what you if, have, follow <laughs> me here. Let's we go. go to scenario Let's six. Go. Let's on run the, card. the chipolytics on this. Scenario <laughs> six is 13 and 0 Michigan. You're in. Yeah. 13 and 0 Washington. You're in. You're in. 13 and 0 Florida State. You're in. 12 and 1 Texas, which has a head to head win against Alabama. Right. Slots ahead of 12 and 1 Alabama, which slots ahead of 12 and 1 Georgia. Huh. I know. I know. Chaos. Like, like mind-blowing chaos. Can you explain to me, uh, just project um, Greg Sankey's reaction to that? Oh, the, the, <laughs> we got to choose the four best teams, you know? <laughs> like, this is it. There's also, on the flip side, if Alabama beats Georgia, but Oklahoma State beats Texas... That's two SEC teams in. They both make it. Wait, what? Texas just just won. Oh, Oklahoma State beat. How would we get two SEC teams in? If Alabama beats Georgia, right, and Oklahoma State beats Texas, you get in both Alabama and Georgia into the three and four spots. So, which of the other? I now I'm confused. Washington, Florida State. Michigan are all undefeated. 13-0 Michigan, 12-1. Oh, and Louisville beats Florida State. Oh, okay. There you go. 13-0 Michigan, 12-1 Oregon, 12-1 Alabama, 12-1 Georgia. My brain hurt for a moment there. I'm like, wait a second. I have three undefeated teams and two SEC teams with one loss. How are we going to get them both in? Uh, But, look, I I am here for the chaos. 100% here for the chaos. I'm not. It's it's, (laughs) Well, look, you did all that work. You got to be ready for the chaos. I, that's what the thing is. I, I would rather be prepared. How long know? does it take to get your car inspected these days? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, unless you just you have a supercomputer as a brain. That's Chip Patterson, Cover 3 Podcast, joining us here as he does every Wednesday. All right. Um, to where NC State falls into this, because I was looking at this yesterday, and I, I, I remembered – what the AC, what the Orange Bowl said, they were going to take the highest ranked in the college football playoff ACC school. Assuming Florida State won, they would take the highest ranked ACC school to replace FSU in the Orange Bowl. And there was a scenario going into last night where, assuming Louisville is going to lose again, that hmm, they might fall below NC State and the Wolfpack, who had an amazing finish and are simply a fun watch at this point, could get the Orange Bowl. But I don't think that's going to happen now based on what we saw last night, if what we saw last night means anything. I just don't think we're going to bridge the gap between 14, where Louisville is, and 19, where NC State is. The selection committee did not think so highly of Kentucky to put Kentucky into the top 25 after beating Louisville at Louisville. So that is now categorized as a bad loss. And that bad loss 
dropped Louisville down to 14. Four spots. And I, <laughs> I do four spots. Yeah. And I do not think that losing to Florida State would be a bad loss. So I'm. There's just there's too much distance. Yeah. For for Louisville to travel. And guess what? You know what else? That pesky little head-to-head win. Right. No. That that matters too. Like, like Absolutely. The, when they are checked out. And they have gone, they are like mentally exhausted from having to make those decisions in the top six tomorrow on Sunday morning. And they're putting together the end. The fact that Louisville has a head-to-head result and in the scenario you're painting, they both have the same number of losses. Mm-hmm. Louisville will still be ahead of the Wolfpack. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I was wondering though, if State might get a little bit more of a bump because of how impressive their win was over North Carolina. And... Man, maybe Louisville would get dropped a little bit more because of really how how much of their way Kentucky had with them at Louisville. That's the most disturbing thing about that. It was 38-31 with a kickoff return touchdown. Louisville's defense has been bad for three mm-hmm. weeks in a row. Yeah. That's the reason why I think Florida State, even with the backup quarterback, has a decent chance to win that game. But look, man, that line is two and a half. That is a coin flip game between two really good game planners and play callers Uh in Mike Norvell and Jeff Brom. It is going to be the battle of who can scheme it open for their average quarterback and hit on it. Because I think Jack Plummer is Jag Plummer. Jag stands for just a guy. Just a guy. Yeah. And I think Tate Rotomaker (laughs) has a chance to to make history for Florida State forever. (laughs) Bless his heart. Chip Patterson is joining us. Who is the um, ACC coach of the year in your mind? Have they? Uh, I didn't get asked to vote not, at the I, end of your award, so nor I didn't did have I. To make the decision myself. Nor did I. We're, and they and they they know better than to ask me to vote on these things anyway. Um, I think right, it's so. Norvell. I think I look. I understand it's easy to go for the guy who went twelve and zero, but they went twelve and zero. He had to rebuild. I mean, that roster was completely rebuilt. All right, here's the problem. There's actually a couple of good examples even beyond the 12-0. and 0. If you're going to – like, I, I always love the Mike Krzyzewski never got coach of the year. It's preposterous. Well, like, we shouldn't – like, this. <laughs> right. I don't think he has won since, like, 2001 or 2001, like yeah, it was his last one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you've got a good case for both of the coaches in the ACC championship game. Yeah. I think you've got a great case for Dave Doran. Correct. I think you've got a great case for the Brents. Either one of them. Brent Key, Key. or Brent Pry. Yeah. I don't I know mean, about Brent Pry. Brent Key, definitely. Um, Virginia and I, Tech was dead. They were 1-3 right. with a loss to Marshall. Like right. They were done. Mm-hmm. And to be able to rally back, go 5-3 and three in conference play. I mean, and Brent Key, Georgia Tech would have won the Coastal. <laughs> Look, I, again, I think Georgia Tech has a better case. I mean, in the in the old days, yeah, I make a better case for Georgia Tech than I uh, Key than Pry. Um, I actually make a case for Mike Elko too for Coach of the Year in the ACC. I understand they went four and four, um, but none of those cases are as good as the first three coaches you mentioned: uh, Norvell, Norvell, Brom, Brom Doran. Doran. Yeah. Um, so to me, without like really picking nits. If we were ranking them, uh, then yeah, we could have a debate over the Brents. Um, you know, that probably not uh, Mario Cristobal. Probably not Mac Brown. No, uh, <laughs> but no. Uh, you know, 
to me, it's there. There are three guys, and I think I think Norvell is going to get it. I think Peyton Wilson is going to be the defensive player of the year. Uh, he was the only player who got 184 votes. I assume that is unanimous. That he's he was a unanimous first team All ACC linebacker. Uh, I could make an argument that he's the player of the year too, but I don't think he'll get it. I think that will go to probably Jordan Travis. Uh, who had a very good year. I'm not even yep. not even going to argue uh, about that. Um, where which of the four unbeaten teams is in? I guess this is an easy one because the answer is probably Georgia. Uh, but which of the four unbeaten teams is it? No, maybe it's not. It wouldn't be Georgia. Is in the most trouble this weekend. It's Washington. Yeah. And there's no question about it. It's Washington, and it's twofold why it's Washington. Number one, I know their strength of schedule isn't great, but when I've got a 12-game data set of Oregon just mercilessly kicking tail <laughs> they have all been. over the place, like that is a team that is, and especially the way they finished with the Oregon State win. Remember, that was a revenge game, like a gut-check revenge game. Oregon State ran inside zone 25 times in the second half, ran it down their throat, and beat the Ducks last year, costing Dan Lanning and his team a shot at the Pac-12 title. And they came in fired up, and they said, you're not going to gain another yard. <laughs> and they just squeezed the life out of them. So incredibly impressed with Washington. That is uh, the one side of it. The second side is that whether it's injury, whether it's like sickness, because I've heard the there's a little bit of like a flu going through it. Michael Penix just ain't right. Because here's the way it's gone for Michael Penix. Michael Penix in the month of September, 16 touchdowns, two interceptions, 11.2 yards per attempt, passer rating of 196, completion percentage of 74.7. Holy cow, this guy is taking over the sport. Yeah. Completion percentage. From And this is by month. Starting in September, I said 74.7, 60.3 October, 57.9 in November. Yards per attempt, 11.2 in September, drops to 8.2 in October, 7.2 in November. Passer rating drops every single month. The yards per game drops every <laughs> single month. He's just not right. And or so maybe Washington the competition just got better. I... My eyes. The schedule was backloaded. My eyes say he's not right. Okay, your your eyes might be right, but two things can be true. The schedule got markedly tougher for Washington because their schedule was backloaded. Like a lot of leagues, their schedules are backloaded. So when the competition gets tougher, then it just stands to reason that all of those things are going to be more difficult. I'm not saying you're wrong because the Chipolytics uh, are probably uh, undefeated. Uh, all right, I mean, well, they played Arizona and Oregon in September and October. They played, yeah, but more... Arizona wasn't that then, were they? Yeah, they were. Was Arizona really good then? Yeah, or we did just, Arizona just kind of show up? No, no, no. Air, listen, right. this is you, you know they they played Arizona in September. They played Oregon in October. Um, I I think that he should have been better over the last stretch of the season. So you're saying that my Michael Penix plus 1800 Heisman trophy ticket is not a good one. No, I don't. I mean, (laughs) here's what he's got, because look, I believe that we are hanging 
a college football playoff bid in the air in Allegiant Stadium. The oh, winner of that game, yeah. Winner of that game should there is like a very narrow path where twelve and one Oregon might get screwed. Essentially, right, let, let, let me ask this question. It'll be the last thing I ask you, Chip Patterson, before we have to say goodbye. Oregon wins, Alabama wins. Now give me your four. Okay, so um, Oregon and Alabama. You know, there's mm-hmm. lots of scenarios. I understand. I I'm, totally understand. That are the chaos scenarios? Okay, <laughs> so we're going to be calling up uh, scenario five. <laughs> that one. That one could get tricky. Yeah. Okay, because listen to this: thirteen and zero Michigan, thirteen and zero Florida State, twelve and one Texas, twelve and one Alabama, Oregon and Georgia both left out. Also, scenario seven. That was what else you mentioned. Uh, 13 and 0 Michigan, 13 and 0 Florida State, 12 and 1 Alabama, and then either 12 and 1 Georgia or 12 and 1 Oregon. Those are the two, those are the two spots that could really mess up Oregon. Oregon, the rooting, let me get up my rooting interest chart. Rooting interests for the Oregon Ducks, Georgia over Alabama, Louisville over Florida State. You get Alabama and Florida State out the paint, win the Pac-12 title. It's all you. I trust your car past inspection. Chip Patterson, (laughs) Cover 3 Podcast. I appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Y'all be well. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away.